There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can better connect with customers and keep them happy. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Good morning, everyone. It's Monday, October 16th. I'm Ben Berkeley here with Sarah Friedman, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. I'm going to start us off this morning by asking you all a question. Do you ever wake up screaming, haunted by the ghosts of all the houseplants you've killed? If you're anything like me, that's a definite yes. Uh, If you're not, well, congrats on that green thumb of yours. And boy, have I got an industry for you. Our top story today is about startups that tend to office plants. This has become a pretty big business as corporate headquarters have followed the Silicon Valley playbook of light, airy, and green offices. But before we dig into that, let's run through a few stories making headlines in the world of business and tech to start this week. Microsoft finally finally closed its $68.7 billion takeover of Activision Blizzard, acquiring popular franchises including Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and Diablo. This comes after 20 months of global regulatory battles, and now Microsoft has completed the biggest deal in gaming history and can say it is the third largest gaming company in the world by revenue. That's behind Tencent and Sony. We've got some labor news for you today. Kaiser Permanente and healthcare worker unions representing 85,000 staffers reached a new contract. This includes a 21% wage increase to retain employees, and this will all end the largest healthcare labor dispute in U.S. history. In less historic, but also very intriguing news on the labor front, Elon Musk's ex-corp has seen its first formal complaint, the National Labor Relations Board. The complaint is for an alleged retaliatory firing when a software engineer who tried to organize against the company's return to office policy was shown the door. This is really a rite of passage for an Elon-led company. A quick search of the NLRB case database shows 17 open cases against Tesla. It's the end of an era at Best Buy as the chain will stop carrying physical media, including DVDs and Blu-rays, early next year. This is to create, quote, space and opportunity for new innovative tech The chain will still stock video games, though. This one just hurts deep down to even say out loud, but many Girl Scout cookies are going to see a price increase from $5 to $6. This is to cover increasing production costs. They still expect to sell 200 million boxes annually in the U.S. That, by the way, is enough to outsell Oreos. Pretty impressive. Netflix will open two Netflix houses by 2025, These are brick-and-mortar locations where customers can eat, drink, and buy merch, as well as attend ticketed events and installations based on its most popular shows. Ford Motors recalled 238,000 explorers over a defect that could cause the vehicles to roll away if the parking brake is not engaged. 
The affected models from 2020 to 2022 have all been discontinued. And finally, this is just, you know, we usually take weird craft beer collabs with a pinch of salt. Never expect to have to do it literally. Illinois craft brewer Alter Brewing teamed up with Morton Salt on an IPA that carries, quote, a noticeable punch of salt. That's going to be a hard pass from us. Okay, let's move on to our top story today. If there's one thing we love more than anything around here, it's a thriving niche industry. And today we've got a fun one, plantrepreneurship. Sarah, you dug into this world where office plants equate to big business. Can you tell us more about what's going on here? Yeah, so I think in the return to office debate, we have left out a key player here, and that is office plants. They have, you know, been confused and kind of hanging out in the cold AC, needing water, and many of them have just been dying because we know how finicky plants can be if you skip even a day of watering. But they need caretaking as well. So the New York Times put out a fun piece kind of referring to a new crop of businesses that they're calling human resources for plants. And it's companies that maintain and install plants in offices. I I will also just note, you said new crop of businesses. We are not intending to, in this episode, pull out the puns. It could just happen. This is how plants work. Just a fair warning, everyone. I think that it seems like there are just like a lot of different players in this space. Are they kind of all doing the same thing or are there some of them kind of taking different different paths on who they're tending to or what kinds of clients they serve? Yes, there are multiple players in the space, although I will say I think that there's room. I was going to say room to grow, but I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, like, no. We can't. We uh, just can't help it. We're writers and the puns are spontaneous sometimes. But this yeah. is why we did the warning. It's OK. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yes, I looked specifically at a company called Greenery NYC and another called My City Plants. Greenery, they serve clients like Etsy, Bank of America, Netflix, Google, huge companies. They're, these two are doing similar types of things because they handle the installation as well as the maintenance and care. And also they're kind of offering consultations to help clients figure out what plants will survive and thrive in their office based on their needs. But there's also plenty of room here for companies that are focused on kind of the design elements. This is this is interior design just with living things. So I think that this will likely just get more popular, especially as we continue to talk about returning to the office. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that there's a, you know, this is a topic that we've gone into before is this emergence of like biophilic design, which is this idea that, you know, if you bring a lot of natural elements into homes and offices, it just makes people healthier. It makes for happier, you know, employee bases. This is kind of something that we've seen a lot over the years with with Silicon Valley companies and just like really large companies have leaned into this. Everything's about trying to make sure that we're bringing the natural world in experts who are making that a worthwhile investment. But I guess one thing I'm, I'm curious about here is, you know, the worker side of this. Like this seems like Obviously, in an era where people are so into their house plans, their apps catering to this, 
what a dream situation for people to make kind of the like a career now out of this more sustainably. I mean, horticulture, not a new career path, but doing it in this context seems to be a really, I would imagine, a really big emerging career path. Have you seen that? Yeah. According to the Times article, this company Greenery NYC has seen a a massive rise in applications for people interested in these types of jobs. And the Brooklyn Botanic Garden as well said that they've seen much more interest in their horticulture certificate program. So they already have a wait list (laughs) happening over there. I think that this will likely continue. I think just in general, a lot of us are feeling like we have too much screen time. We're looking to get back in touch with nature and get our hands dirty. And I think that this is kind of a cool new way to do that and to turn it into a side hustle or a full-time job. Uh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I and I, I guess we should clarify, this is definitely a very kind of full-time thing. Like this is, this is really hard work. I almost made another pun. We're, we are in so much danger. I think there's never a better time for us to call it a day than right now before we accidentally stumble into another one. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show today. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Tripiano and our executive producer, Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.